This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where, of course, in this edition, we will be talking about Tottenham's trip to the Emirates Stadium, Arsenal 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2, Sonny with a double. I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game, and I'm sure that all three of them will be smiling after today's performance. Uh, we have got Richard Whitehead, MBE, back with us. Richard, how are you? Nice one. Nice one. Yeah, good. It's always good to be back with the dream team as well. So it's always good to be back with you, boys. Uh, looking forward to the chat. Rich, before we introduce the other guests, you've been out running today. Half yeah, hour. always running. Always running. <laughs> For the right reason, not away from the police, by the way. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I did uh, probably not half marathon this morning. I'm a bit tired, hence the reason why I've got some electrolyte. And uh, yeah, I'm not sponsored by that brand, by the way. Uh, all, the, all the electrolytes are available. Um, and I did 125, so it's not too bad. And uh, yeah, in... Uh, in preparation for New York on the 5th of uh, November. Another medal today, no doubt. We've also got... <laughs> Another trophy. <laughs> Another trophy, yeah. We've also got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? Oh, my friend, I am good. I am good. I am a lot better after that game. Now that the final whistle has been blown, I can breathe. I can stop swearing. I can stop, you know, punching the bloody world pillars around me. I'm calm now. 2-2. Two, two. I can't wait to get into it. I tell you what, walking outside the stadium, I'm, I'm about a mile away, by the way, in safe territory now. Um, but there are a lot of very quiet Arsenal fans. They expected the win today, and a lot of them are very disappointed. But we've also got actor Darren Hart back with us. Darren, how are you? I am so happy to be here, and I have so much to talk about. I cannot wait to get into it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, let me just go through a couple of comments. Um, Hunmin Son, straight after the game, said it's a derby, always a tough game. The performance was fantastic until the final whistle. We gave everything uh, the fans can be proud of. Obviously, we wanted the win, but the performance was perfect. Um, and Postacoglu, on um, some injury news on Johnson, he said, I'm not sure as yet. He felt his hamstring, 
Um, on Madison, he said he wasn't 100% going into the game, but got through it fine. Um, and Ange Postacoglu on the result said it's not about being happy with the result. You can get a result and a draw and think that you've escaped. But I didn't think that today. I thought that we went toe-to-toe with a top team. Rich, let's start the show with you. Your thoughts on the game today? Yeah, I... Um, it's obviously... Because I've had this morning, I saw quite a lot of my so-called Arsenal mates. Not really an Arsenal mate today, are they? Not really a mate at all. Um, and a lot of the Spurs fans as well. And... A lot of confidence, a lot of confidence with Spurs fans, Arsenal fans. Apparently, they're gonna obliterate us, you know, all that Paul Merson bullshit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't see any other result. But I was saying, look, look, we've got a manager that really lays things out, we've got players that are starting to piece everything together, and we've seen in the last couple of games how he's actually put the team together and how he wants them to play, and the the thing today that I came away with was when times got tough, the manager backed the players every time. And, and whether it was him playing with Johnson and Destiny, and then Destiny be, I've been having a quite a tough time uh, with Zaha and Zaha, uh, Saka, um, and um, he backed him. He backed him. He got an early, early book in. And I thought that was a really good thing to do for the confidence of the team, the player, but also how he wants to play. And we're obviously going to have times where we're really going to be under the cosh and we're going to suffer. And he did say that. And uh, the important thing is for Spurs fans is what you saw today has been different at the Emirates the last four or five seasons. Like, I remember like watching games away from home at the Emirates and thinking, same old, same old. We would go a goal down and then it could be three or four. Remember what it was like at at home the other season? And I was like, three and a lot half time. And I was like, this is terrible. Today, stuck to the the, the, uh, the way of playing. The players, I could could feel the confidence. You know, even even away fans, you guys that were there today, I could feel the confidence in you guys. Went 2-1 down and then all of a sudden we're like, that's all right. We can come back. We come back from this. Yeah. In the previous games, it wasn't the case. So I'm happy, which is always good. <laughs> I don't know, though, Richard. There's a part of me that feels a little bit disappointed that we didn't win the game because I thought that we played that well. You know, sure. and you know, I've spoke on this channel so often and all week to Arsenal fans that have kindly come on here as guests this week um, about how you know poor our performances and results have been in recent years. Of course, we haven't won at the yeah. Emirates in the league since uh, 2010, 13 years yeah. ago. I felt that we could have gone on to win it today. Ricky, do you feel the same? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. But I think every Guna fan out there is going to feel the same too, that they could have won it as well. You know, they had a couple of opportunities as well. But for, for me, what was really positive about today was after the games that we've had, some some could argue that they're in the bottom half of the table. Some could argue that they're easier teams to play against or easier teams to get a result against. But the one thing that we did do is we put together all of the things that we'd learned over the last five games and we went at them. Not only did we continue to play the Ange way and the Tottenham way, but there was grit, there was determination, there was heart, there was passion. And, you know, like both of their goals was an own goal and a penalty. I mean, you know what I mean? And and the, the, the arrogance that came off of the players, the Guna lot and the fans, 
you know, it was really good to kind of show up, go toe-to-toe, go to war, go to compete and go for that win at their house. This is a new side. This is a young side um, at Tottenham. You know, there's a lot of players there that haven't played in the North London derby. There's a lot of players there that don't know what what it, what it takes to be in a London derby, but none of that fazed them. They went out there to continue playing that way. They went out there to fight. They went out there to compete and they didn't sit back. They didn't sit back once. Do you know what I mean? Like it, that 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 second goal today, I think uh, epitomizes that type of attitude and that type of confidence that Andrew's just put into him to thing. kind of go out there to believe and to continue playing that way. And <clears throat> straight away after that penalty, which I didn't think was a penalty, you know, I, yes, I am biased, but to me, it was ball to hand rather than hand to ball. You, you know, um, and Mate, I'll tell you, you why know, that wasn't a penalty because Madison actually slid in, the ball hit Madison's leg and then ricocheted up. You watch the slow motion, it was off Madison into his hand. That's well, why but, his hand was like in that position. Poster Coglu has just said on, on penalties, any clarity would be great. I have no idea what handball is now. Yeah. Exactly, right? Exactly. So it, it was an unjust penalty. Um, yeah, look, the Gooners came out firing in, in the second half, but it was an unjust penalty. But look, that injustice and, and going down uh, 2-1 at that moment did not stop us. It did not stop us. It, in fact, it fired us up to go and grab that ball. And how many seconds later did we equalise? Now, I've got to admit to every Tottenham fan out there that I actually missed that second goal because I was so upset and, 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 and peed off that I went to make a coffee and I was like, because I, I didn't want to see any celebrations. I didn't want to see Arteta. I didn't want to see any. I know. How I can know, anyone I, make a coffee during a North London derby? Mate, mate, I just didn't want to see it. After Saturday, <laughs> wanted to come with the, Mad, with the Madison yeah, you've had celebrations. You've had you've I was, had I know. But you know what? You, you know what? I, it was the emotion that took over me. And it's, it's one of those games that... It, even the missus, she was like, babe, can you stop sh- shouting and swearing? And I was like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been sitting here quiet the whole time. <laughs> but it was one of those. It was one of those. Seeing them lot uh, um, in their ground celebrating, going mental after that unjust penalty, I was just like, nah, I, I couldn't do it. And I actually thought that I had time. But by the time they showed the celebration and the reactions of the Gooners, I thought, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll be back in. And then yeah. I heard the crowd going and I rushed back in. I managed to see the goal just as it went in, but I was just like, "What is going on here?" And it was only in the in, in the replay that I saw the clarity of we them winning back the ball and trending. going for it. Ricky can't last twenty three seconds. <laughs> Easy, bruv. Easy. Recording these podcasts in about ten weeks. <laughs> you never ever know what's coming next. I, I'm, I'm sure Darren's going to say say now that he's making a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, you weren't, were you? Now, the question is, can you guys hear me properly? <laughs> because it looks, my, my side, it looks like it's freezing like a champion. Am I clear? You're in. Yeah, you're clear, man. Perfection. Listen, Rick, I don't know how you went off and made a cup of tea. I don't know what you was doing. I, I have no idea what you know. did. I don't know. I don't know, mate. I ain't got a clue. It was, it was, do you know what? It, I was so angry. I needed to punch something. And I was like, mm. right, it's either punch something or make a coffee. So I was like, that. I was like, even the aggression on the making a coffee, bruv. I was like, fucking. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Ricky, but you, yeah. This is going to be another Watford story. You know that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. But yeah, you know what? I, I, 
But but I put it out there, mate. I put it out there. You know, I tell you the truth. I tell you how I feel. I tell you what I do. I knew I was going to get it, but I, I, I've got to tell you the truth. I've got to tell you what happened in the moment, you know? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Darren, give me your thoughts on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, got did you me? hear that? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Am I frozen, though? No. Okay, cool. My end, it sounds crazy. So I'm going to go on a quick rant now. I'm going to get my one out in case I go anywhere. What a game. What a, what a, what a game. I was I was expecting the biggest test of Ange Ball today. Today was going to be the biggest test of Ange Ball. We're going to come up against someone who's actually going to press properly and really see what our players were about today. I have to start with Sky Sports. People, if you are watching a Tottenham game and you've got Sky Sports commentary, just mute it. Just mute it. Save yourself, get rid of the commentary and just mute it. Because the, the level of biasness and ridiculousness was crazy. Gary Neville, you are a right back by trade. You're, you understand fullbacks. Yudoji was booked in under 20 minutes. And this young boy put a performance against England, one of England's best players, that he should be patted on the back for. He never let Saka get in. He never let Saka get in his head. He never let Odegaard get in his head. And for a young boy to give a performance like that, as you said, Richard, our manager backed every man for a man. He made everyone be accountable for their performances, as he said he would do. And everything he said has come to fruition today. We're seeing the fruits of the labour. We're seeing the progression of the football. And we've got so much to be proud of. If you're wearing red and you're watching this podcast, all I'm saying is, can you smell it? We're coming for you. We are coming for you. Smell it. I smell the fear. We are coming. You know, right now, this is a progression. This is the building. And what I'm watching is a problem for you. Everybody should be worried about this first side. It is going to have its bumps in the road. It is going to have its fallaways. But today, everyone was like, especially you, Mr. Merson, everyone was saying this would be the test when Spurs fell. This would be when the wheels come off. But what it did was it cemented that every man for a man has showed up today and is ready. Come on, you Spurs. Well, Darren, Postacoglu um, said after the game, in the end, I thought that your doggy was the dominant player on that flank. And I completely agree. Um, you know, I said to the guy next to me that, you know, so early on, him getting the yellow card, it was going to be very difficult for him. But again, he had a fantastic game. I thought Vicario was excellent today. I thought Fasuma was excellent. I thought the Van der excellent. Don, uh, of course, Andrew with his Boro pen. Was and he's been well, mate. Like, Madison. Discipline. It, it was like it, it's great. It's great, point. Richard, isn't it? The, the fact that yeah. we're recording these podcasts ever since Postacoglu has come in and all of us keep saying about how many players could be man of the match. Can, can, yeah. we, can we actually debate that? Who, who would you give man of the match to? Because for me personally, I'll go with Vicario for the saves that he made early on in the game. Yeah, that was a good save. Yeah, yeah. Vicario, man of the match. If I had to pick my man in the match, I would have gone for Yudoji because he got booked so early and he showed so much. He was epic. <laughs> yeah. Met, yeah. Like, if we talk about world class performances, like some of the things he does on the ball is phenomenal. And the ability to hold people off is like Dembele, uh, for sure. Um, Van der Ven had a great game. Um, I think, obviously. Um, you, you could pick five or six to be honest. Easy. Um, I would, I, I, yeah, I, I think Van der Ven for me. I just there was some bits that I like his pace really got us out of some uh sticky situations. But Basuma was like epic, love watching him. His passion for the game is always like backing up his fellow uh players. 
I think I think Saw um, worked his backside off today. Um, he's got he's got some um, some of the decisions makes at some points are, are something that he's obviously working on. But again, a great game from him. I think we had man of the matches all over the over the over the over over the pitch. I think um, keeper wise as well. We're now seeing obviously what he can do uh, and how he can really try to dominate the box. I think obviously Arsenal threw everything at us uh, for that 10 minutes in overtime, especially the balls in. And he was trying to obviously um, make up for that mistake that he made against um, Sheffield United where the ball bounced and they scored. Richard, you're raving about Basuma. I just want you to take this question. How did Conte not get a tune out of Basuma? Is a mystery. Well, it's, it, I think sometimes it's it's obviously you, you need to listen to what he actually says in his interviews about. So, for instance, the reason why Mourinho got nothing out of Ali was because he literally first time in a team meeting he just like bitched about him and said, "Look, you need to train harder." That's not how you work with work with high performance athletes. Obviously, all those players that we've got at the club are at the club for a reason. And it's about each player needs to have certain things to perform at highest. And and obviously, he he as a player needs an arm around him. He said in recent interviews that the manager's like a father figure. And that is clearly something that he needs to perform. And the way that he articulates how he wants to play is something that really relates to him. And that's what's really important. That it's a very individual approach, and you can see that with other players as well. But also, I think Conte's uh, way of management just obviously clearly didn't suit how we want to play as a team, did it? It's it's that win or bust mentality, and was like crappy football, and like we we could see we could see the results not coming our way. And the frustrating thing was that it was really like you look at the confidence. That, the players towards the end of his reign was like lots of the players wanting to walk out of the club just because their confidence was like killed. Like Basuma was one of the best midfield players that came from Brighton with a high, high expectation. And we were as, as fans, we were like, he's going to slot into the team and he's going to really have an impact and literally completely different. And what's happened now is he's got a platform to actually uh, be successful as a player. And also, other players are supporting each other's game. So it's not not one player having to do too much. Like, for instance, the first couple of games with Pedro Poro, I think he was kind of, oh, yeah, I've got to kind of show the manager what I've got. No, 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 no. This is your job. This is your position. This is what I expect. This is how you're going to support uh, your player in front of you and they're going to support you. And that, that's why he had such a great game today, because he was disciplined. And he, you could tell he's enjoying his game through that and other players felt confident with his game. Let's get into it. Um, now, of course, Arsenal 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2. Arsenal took the lead in the 26th minute. It went down as a Romero own goal. Uh, Son equalised in the 42nd minute. Saka put Arsenal 2-1 up in the 54th minute from the penalty spot. And just a minute later, Hunmin Son equalised. Madison, of course, with two assists. Now, the match stats, um, Arsenal had 47% possession to Tottenham's 53%. Shots, Arsenal had 13 to Tottenham's 13. Shots on target, Arsenal just edged it with six. Spurs had five. 
Corners, Arsenal 11, Spurs 4 and fouls, Arsenal 12, Tottenham 19. Now, the league table, Spurs are still unbeaten. We have played six in the Premier League. We've won four. We've drawn two. Uh, we are unbeaten. Um, uh, plus eight goal difference. We've got 14 points, just four points away from league leaders, Manchester City, who have won six out of six. Now, Ricky, let's come to you. Um, let's talk a little bit about the starting eleven because, of course, Brennan Johnson came in for his Premier League debut today. Um, so the team was as follows. Vicario in goal, the back four of Pedro Porro, Romero, Van der Ven, Udoggi. In midfield, Saar, Basuma and Madison. And then the front three of Johnson, Kulisewski and Hunmin Son. Were you surprised that Brennan Johnson started today in this North London derby? I mean, uh, especially where we've had a winning formula, yes. But you know what? For, for me, it was encouraging. So he's only been in, you know, a, a week or so, 10 days or so training, you know. Um, and the manager has liked the look of him and has seen what, what, what danger that he can bring to the side. So it, it was encouraging for me to see him in the side because it's a massive game, you know, to have his first start in the North London derby away from home. It's a massive game. And what he showed me is that the manager trusted him enough to go out there and have an influence on the game. Now, we only got to see so much of him today. Um, there was moments where you could see that his pace is definitely going to trouble the opposition. It doesn't matter who we play. And it was really unfortunate that he actually came off with a hamstring. Hopefully, it's not a, a massive injury. Hopefully, it's, you know, it, it, it's a minor one where it just needs an ice bath and some rest. And hopefully, he can be back either on the bench or involved again in the side 11 very, very soon. But I thought he'd done well while he was there. Um, you could see that he was up for the fight. You could see that he was ready to, 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 to have an impression on the game. Um, and, you know, it, we, we saw flashes of, of what he's going to bring to this new Tottenham side. Um, but for me, out of the 11 today, the one that I was most surprised with, and I know that this might come as a, as a kind of a left field comment, but the one that I was most surprised with today was Saar, because I would have chucked in Hoiberg just because of his leadership, he's, he's, he's captain kind of material, he's, he's battle weary, he knows the North London derby, he's one that turns up or, or in games like this, he's one that can be relied on in games like this, and... Um, and I, I, I thought that he would have chucked him in just for that bit of experience in this type of game. But again, like Rich said earlier, that he's, he's trusting these players and he, he, he's put him in there. Now, for me, Saar didn't have the greatest of games today. I thought he was busy. I thought he was energetic. But some of his passes were a bit off. Some of his movements were a bit off. Some of his turns were a bit off. I thought out of the whole side, and this is not to say that he was terrible, but because the rest of the eleven for me, was was... Good and so good at that that it, it, the, the 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 bits and pieces that he was off kind of put him in there as somebody that didn't have his best game today, didn't have his most influential game today. But he's he's tenacity, he's energy, and he's his will to fight for the team was definitely there, and he was always there to be counted. He, ne he never shied away when he did make a, a an off pass or when he did get caught on the ball and. And stuff like that. None of that affected him. Um, and, and that, again, that comes from the manager going, go out there and play. You know, go out there and play. If you make a mistake, it's on me. 
uh, you know, if you go out there and express yourselves and, and play the best of your ability and, and a mistake happens, do not worry about it. Do not go down and, and do not start beating yourself up because it will be on me. Just get it back and keep it going. And that's what I, I was really kind of impressed with uh, when it came down to Saar. Um, but it, again, it was good to see. It was good to see Johnson up there. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's not too serious. And hopefully we can see a lot more of him in the weeks to come. Darren, your thoughts on the starting eleven today? You know what? I was very happy with it. And Rick, to come on your um, Saar point, I was so glad that he played Saar. If, if you played Hoiberg today, it would have said a negative opinion of what the game would have been about. It would have been Spurs going, oh, we need to worry about them. And we're going to be more protected and more shielded in that area. What he said was, and what he's saying to the fans and to the players, this is who Spurs is now. This is the new identity of the way I want them to play. So I'm going to entrust every man to do their job. Johnson was an upgrade. He looked at Johnson and I thought Johnson had a goal in him today. He yeah. so looked like it was his moment. Reyes, great save to pull that one back from the line. He caught it off his other foot as he hit it, as we'll see. He didn't get it cleanly. If he had, that would have been his goal. What a debut goal it would have been. And I think in all the comments, it was really interesting when you said about man in a match. Everybody put up a different player. A lot of people said Van. And I totally hear that. His performance today showed his leadership and his growth as a player. Because when Yudoji got the booking, what he did was play closer to him. And he made sure that, Saar, that he wasn't alone. And Pape Saar, we've got to remember, he got booked very early as well. Mm. He yeah. had to show maturity in his performance. And I think there were so many elements in today's game and in that 11 that made me proud of them. I felt like a dad looking at them going, I'm proud of these boys because they all manned up. Arsenal are a great pressing side, but today our boys said, we're here to play and they did their job. So mm -hmm. great 11, back the manager 100%. I love what he did. And Johnson, I hope the injury is not too serious and he can kick in. Goals are coming. You can be like the Ange Postacoglu on this podcast, Darren. You can be our dad, <laughs> it's no problem. Listen, I'm, I'm there. I'm up, mate. Good day, sweetheart. Don't let me don't get me started. Don't let me call anyone a flaming galah. I'm there. Don't get me going. Don't get me going. Well, Andrew just said we played our football and it was underpinned by a strong work ethic and outstanding yeah. character. Arteta on Tottenham said, I think they are a really good side. They have a really good head coach. You can see the spirit in their team and their energy. But six games in, it is too early uh, to say what they'll be fighting for at the end of the season. Richard, on this point, what will Spurs be fighting for? At the end you know of the what? I, I, I already knew the question like three minutes ago because it, it's so predictable. I knew you were going to say that. I think um, you look at, look at obviously how we're playing and momentum's with us. And yes, we're only six games in. But um, like the manager says, it's, it's about dreaming, isn't it? It's about kind of we're in that top four and we, we want to stay in the top four. Um, we're still in one of the cups, and I think for me, it's we need to get back in the Champions League. Um, that's the that top four. I, I, I think you look at the components. Um, we're going to have to reinvest in January to to make sure we've got the weapons to to support how the manager wants to play. Um, and we might have a couple of couple of injuries and maybe a couple of players back, uh, which will support that. But um, we, we shouldn't be afraid of. Um, the, the teams that we're playing now. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, the manager's giving you that confidence. You go into the game and whether you're playing the, the Man City's, the, the Liverpool's, the Arsenal's of this world, we shouldn't be going in there 
uh, being afraid of them. We should what we want wanting to express ourselves through the style of play, and then hopefully coming away with a positive result through that. Um, where before, you kind of you kind of trying to play on the counter attack, and then maybe giving the, the the team a lot more possession. It's boring football. You might nick a nick a win, but it's 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 terrible, and it, it's not sustainable. We're, we're looking at sustainable football, exciting football. And 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 for me, why can't we uh, be in the top four? Why why, why can't I, I? I think for me, I think we're playing as a, a top four side in the league for sure. You, we're one of the, the the top four teams that I think people want to now watch. A couple of seasons or last last two or three seasons, people don't want to watch the Spurs game, but now they're actually seeing that they're exciting. Ricky, are you surprised? That we're six games in and we're unbeaten, and and the way that we have played in these opening six matches. Of course, of course, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. Let me tell you that. But you, you, we all know how last season finished. We all know the amount of uh, things that went sideways. We all know the the the, the big job that Big Ange has taken on. You know, we knew that there was a hundred and one problems that he had to come in and fix. And it's just so pleasing to see how quickly he has got the guys together after a, a crazy preseason, after a crazy transfer window, after losing our best player or selling our best player in you know arguably in history in, in Tottenham recent history, um, you know our record goal scorer, and it, it, it hasn't it hasn't stopped us. In fact, it's it, it's galvanised us. It's it's brought us together. And kind of going under a, a, a manager like we have right now and playing this style of football, this actually brought a lot of the team together. And it's a new side. It's a new side. And I never expected to be six games in. You know, I always hope I, 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 and I've always got faith. But to, to, to see how we've progressed so quickly, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see. And you've got to remember that this side is in its infancy. That Guna side today, they've been together under that manager and they've had their own transfer policy. You know, they had a title run last year. You know, they're, they're in their ascendancy. But you know what? It's like they, they, they're set in their ways right now where they know what the man, their manager's asking of them, you know, and you know that they want to kind of go for the, 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 the big trophies and the, and the big wins. And that they're a lot more settled in their system, um, under their management and in their roles. This Tottenham side is in its infancy and we're seeing performances like that. We're seeing, you know, we're seeing the battle. We're seeing the te technicality. We're seeing the bravery. Some of the, some of the brave passes that they even when playing in within our own box. And we, we've noticed, we, we noticed from when Hugo was in goal and we started playing that way. And it was always a bloody well worry. Always a worry, but right now <clears throat> nobody's worried. You know, there's a there's, there's a calmness, there's an assuredness, there's there's um, a confidence within each one of those teammates, teammates left to right, front to back of them, that we can continue playing the way and we can we can impose ourselves. And this is just the the, the beginning. You know, today was a massive test. Today was was the test. If you want to kind of, because we had such a messed up preseason, you could almost call the first four games, five games, uh, our preseason really to kind of implement these kind of tactics 
and the way that we want to play. And today we came up against a side that, like I said, that know what they want to do, know how to do it, and have been doing it for a, for a little while now. But they came unstuck against a, a, a Tottenham side that are, are not sitting down. We're not sitting back. We're not laying down. We're not accepting a draw um, on ninety on eighty-eight minutes on ninety minutes. We're not accepting the result until you know the final whistle there, and we're going to go for it until that final whistle. I told you, Chris. You know when we was talking yesterday on on text, I said. Look, three two, and a lot of Tottenham fans are saying two two, but I'm like three two because I could see a last Same, minute winner, yeah. you, you know. And um, it was just we, we was just that close away from getting that last minute winner, and it, it's just exciting what's to come from this side, and, and what can we achieve in this side? Well, the sky's the limit. Our manager told us no flaws, no ceiling, no flaws and no ceiling. Let's just keep going week to week. Let's keep building on these performances. Let's keep trusting. Let's keep expressing. Let's keep going forward. Let's keep going toe to toe. Do you know what I mean? And who knows where we'll end up. This is so much better. Even though we had a good start to the season, um, what was it, last year, this is so much better football. These are so much better results and these points mean so much more. So let's keep it going. Let's keep it building, and let's let's see where we go. Because we are just at the beginning. This is not the finished article yet. This is not the the, the same Tottenham that we're seeing here. We're not going to see at the end of this season. So uh, there's so far to go. This, you know, the the, the the sky's the limit. I tell you, when I was walking away from the Emirates, there were a, a group of Arsenal fans, and I heard their conversation, and, and one said to the other, "But how on earth could?" Can Tottenham come to our stadium, play like that? They've sold their best player. Harry Kane isn't here. How on earth can Tottenham do that? And I, I'm just laughing. And uh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So thanks so much for those comments. Um, Darren, <laughs> are you, Darren, are you getting carried away? Are you getting carried away six games in? I'm not getting carried away. I'm not allowing myself to get carried away. But I am enjoying it. I'm allowing myself to enjoy it. I'm not going to get carried away. But I'm going to allow myself to enjoy it. Because Anne said a positive thing about that. He said, let the fans do what the fans do. Mm. Let them celebrate. Let them, let them be ambitious. Let them think about all the wonderful things that could come from this side. And that's what we should be doing right now. We should allow ourselves to go, this feels good today. Because a lot of Arsenal fans thought they were going to smash us today. And yep. a lot of Spurs fans had a little bit of apprehension for today. Then there were people like ourselves that were like, come on then, let's see what this is. For me, it was like, let's see where Ange ball is. And today, after the game, we're all going, our chests are out, our cockerels are high, we're happy. And you know what? We should have won the game. There were moments for us to actually get the win. And I think when you look at what you said there, Harry Kane's gone. People were like, oh, this is going to be where Tottenham fall apart. This is where the wheels come off. This is where we finish 10th, 11th, etc. And we're going to be in a relegation battle because we haven't got players. I could do it man for man right now. Human Son, our captain. The finishing today is of an elite striker. Nobody tell me he cannot play striker. I don't want to hear it because that's an elite, world-class individual. Now, I'm just going to divert. Bakayo Saka, if you do this again, my man, dangerous. Because every time he did it, he fueled a James Madison. And the two assists of Madison were fantastic. Now, you look at what he's being built, the relationships, the way we're combating that. People will look at Romero and go, you know what? Romero had a bit of a shocker because they'll look at their own goal and the handball. Romero today got the armband put on him today. 
And I'm telling you now, that young man was an absolute Trojan leader. And that gave me something to be proud of. That gave me something more. Van, next to him, is Colossus. His reading of the game, his understanding of the game. Vicario at the back, his passing with both feet, his hands. Suddenly, guess what, gentlemen? We've got a goalkeeper who catches the ball at corners. Stop it. Stop it. I'm in a happy place right now. I'm not, I'm not getting carried away, but Chris Cowlin, I'm excited and I'm happy. I've got so many clips to put out as YouTube shorts. I tell you, you've made my day. Um, Darren, I try my I best, to, mate. I try my best. I want to talk to you. The coffee one's definitely going in. Um, <laughs> Darren, <laughs> Darren, let me come back to you on Hunmin Son because Anthony said, I've put him in that number nine position now and he works so hard. He puts himself in, into that position and he has the quality to finish. I'm so ha happy for him. Many Spurs fans, even before the season uh, started, of course, when Harry Kane was sold, said, Hunmin Song can't play for the middle. He's not going to score the amount of goals that Harry Kane has scored. Blah, 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 blah. Scored a hat-trick uh, at Burnley. scored another two today. I could have had a hat-trick today because, of course, he had that goal disallowed early on. Is Hunmin Song, is, is he going to carry on playing that central role for Spurs this season? You know what? Hunmin Song is doing what a captain needs to do. He stepped up and he's being the leader right now. He's being the leader of that front line. Mark my words, Spurs fans listening to this pod, our goals are going to come from a lot of sources. Once Johnson gets going, there are goals there. Once Rich Arlison gets going, once he gets rid of the demon and starts playing, he had the demon back today. I could feel it on his shoulders. He didn't look his best. He's got goals. I'm telling you now, Solomon's got goals. I'm telling you now, Kulicheski has got goals. Madison has got goals. Every member in that team with a confidence in which we're playing, the goals are going to come. Some right now, he looks like one of the happiest players on that football pitch. And I'm watching yep. him smile with everybody. And that is what I'm loving about this new era Tottenham, is we're together. Everyone is doing it together. At times, someone, someone be upset, I don't care. At times, Spurs was Harry Kane way. It was everything was leading to get the ball to Kane, pass it there, work that. That was I felt pressure from certain players to get the ball to him, to do it for him. Now we're all doing it for each other. And suddenly there's an equal share of pressure. There's an equal share of responsibility. And it looks good. So you know what? Human song right now at nine, he could get easily 20 goals by himself, easily 25 goals by himself. But I don't feel he's going to have the pressure to do it all by himself. Today, he had support and I think he'll have even more. Johnson looked good and I feel there's more goals from others. Yeah, I thought Sonny was brilliant today. And I tell you what, the huddle, uh, the huddles that they've been doing before the game and uh, the way that they come over, you know, after the game now to the away end, it, I think is absolutely fantastic. And that connection again, I don't know whether you guys have seen the, the video that I put out uh, just before we went live mm. on, on Twitter or on X. Um, but that, that connection again. With Postacoglu and the fans is just unreal. So early on, it's 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 fantastic to watch. I see Adrian yeah. Pochettino is is doing well again for us because <laughs> Chelsea lost one 0 to Aston Villa today. So Poch, that's yeah. great work. Um, Richard, let's come to you. Um, first chance in the game after three minutes, Brennan Johnson um, deflected over the bar, and then after um, well, it looked like Hunmin Son had scored very early on for Tottenham. Um, he was unlucky. But what do you think of Son's performance today? Yeah, I think he's it was um, in the game. I think when it, when Sonny doesn't have a great game, he um, he kind of gets frustrated and drifting out of the game. Uh, where Sonny's 
his press was brilliant today. Like he was so he was so good with trying to keep the ball because we did have elements where the ball was kind, of, especially in that first half within our our first third of the pitch, and we were really struggling to get out. But I thought today um, Sonny really did work on that press, especially after I think some some uh, words of encouragement from the bench around that he needs to kind of get in the game more. I know Madders is obviously uh, trying to dictate the play, but he's got a massive kind of element of responsibility about that press high and he's got the energy and I know Kulaseski has been running his backside off recently to try and kind of do those extra miles. I think he did, is it 17k the other week? Um, like most most amount of metres that um, any Premier League players have done this season. But yeah, Sonny's worked really hard tirelessly. But then finishing, like the guys have said, world class. Like Sonny's finishing, that I, I don't know. You probably haven't seen it, Chris, but there's a there's a video of Arteta. As soon as Madis, Madison's got the ball and he sends it to uh, Sonny, he's got his hands over his eyes because he knows he's going to score. It's like and how he laid it off to him. I'm like going. If also also I think there was a little mistake there from the keeper. The keeper had left his drinks bottle, one like this one, <laughs> right near the post. And Sonny used it as a little bit of an aid to actually where he put the ball. He literally put the ball where the where the actual bottle was. He slid it. It's beautiful. I, I think I think Sonny is. Um, well, you, you look at obviously who Ange's put as the the captain and vice captains. They've really stepped up to the plate, haven't they? And yeah. uh, not only not only with their performances, but also their attitude yeah. on the pitch. And I think um, when you look at the three, they've all they've got different traits, haven't they? Um, each one could uh, could and have been sent off in the past, and I think their their um, their attitude on the pitch has been magnified by that responsibility as a team player and as a a real kind of energy on the pitch. And Sonny's definitely, I, I think that's the difference. Sonny's got, I think he's got more energy as in how he influences the play. And I think he, I think he can get 20, 25 goals this season. I think he can be uh, somebody that we can rely on uh, up there as that kind of central point. But because um, he's so versatile, sometimes we forget how good he actually is. Ricky, we've spoken on this channel um, for so many years now about who are the leaders on the pitch for Spurs. What a masterclass, in my opinion, uh, from Ange Postacoglu to appoint Sonny as captain and, of course, Madison and Romero as vice-captains. It looks like they are three leaders straight away. Of course, we've got other leaders on the pitch now as well. That transformation, you know, only a couple of months ago, you know, some people were coming on this show saying, where are the leaders? Who are the leaders? It looks like they're <coughs> leaders over the pitch now. Oh, my gosh. All over the pitch. And and like Rich just said there, they're, they're three different types of personality. So it's like yeah. the, 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 the Tottenham side, if you're slacking, you can't get away with it. You've got the aggressor in Romero and nobody wants to come up against him. You, you, you keep hearing everybody in training being like, nah, you know, the only person I don't like going up against is Cootie. Man, please, just leave me alone. They oh, that, my yeah. God. They, they, and they continue to say it. whoever's up against him they continue to say it so you've got the aggressor right there that if, if your if your standards drop or if your energy drops or if you're not up for the fight you've got him that that slaps you and punches you in the ribs when you score so can you imagine what he does when you when you're levels off 
Do you know what I mean? And then you've got the cheeky chappy there in, in, in Madison who can kind of inspire and lead you through words, actions, performances, but also a little joke as well. Also somebody who's like, hey, oh, come on, man, what are we doing? It, You know, a little bit of the cheekiness. And then you've got Sonny, who is just an all-round um, kind of leader. You know, he leads by example. He's got the personality, he's got the characteristics, and he loves this club. We've seen it year in, year out. There's been many a times that, that oppositions or pundits or, or even ourselves, Tottenham fans, that have counted ourselves out of a game. And who steps up the majority of the time is Sonny. You know, I, I will always go back to that, that summer when um, Kane was about to leave for Man City. And in that first game, uh, and it was against Man City, and, you know, Harry's not training, Harry's not in the squad, but who stepped up and who was ready to step up? Who was ready to bear the weight of, of, of kind of carrying this side and being responsible for this side? It was Son Heung-min, you know? So for me, when he gave him the captaincy, it, 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 for me, I was ecstatic. I was like, perfect. Because he's somebody that everybody loves to be around. He's always he's always got a smile on his face. Uh, and again, he's a, he's a technician. You know, he's a world-class operator. He's somebody that you can rely on. He's somebody that you can you, you can go, Sonny, help us out here. And he's the one that will pick up the ball and keep going. And giving him that armband and that responsibility, I, I said at the beginning of the season, you know, he's going to soar. It's The sun will, will soar, man. And, and you're seeing that week in, week out. You're seeing that even with the kind of the text messages to uh, Madison and Cootie kind of going at the beginning of the season, let's do the huddle in front of the fans. We need these fans behind us and we want to be with them. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's a leader. That's something that, that, is, it, that is done with humility, that is done with respect, and that is done with togetherness. The, the manager didn't ask Sonny to do that. That was Sonny's idea. You know, he knows what we've been through. He knows that last season wasn't the greatest. He said it himself that he kind of takes responsibility for, for not having his best season last year, regardless of whether that was injury or style or system or manager or whatever the case may, might have been happen, happening. He, he's taken responsibility for, 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 for us dropping off so far last year. So somebody like that coming in and be and wearing that armband from minute one kind of gives everybody in that in that dressing room and everybody in that squad confidence. It gives them trust. There's trust there with Sonny. You know, there's there's somebody there that is not just gonna act for for, for his own glory. He's gonna do what it takes for the team to win. You see that even when he comes off the field. You know, like he he knew what he was doing today to kind of all right, cool, walk over give the armband to Romero, then come off a little bit sl slowly. That was just to kind of get the team reorganised, you know, to give them time to kind of settle down, bring the next, uh, uh, bring Richarlison on and then go again, you know. Um, so Son, for me, has is, is been one of my fan favourites for a long, long time. That's why I've got his name on the back of my shirt right now. And uh, I'm loving to see seeing Captain Tottenham and Captain Son Go on and grow and build on every single action and 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 performance that he that he's given to this side. He is the perfect man to be captain of this Spurs side, and especially this young Spurs side, because even the young ones they all love and respect him. They love and look at his uh, relationship with Saar. You know, he proper treats him like a little brother. All of them do, but you know, Sonny's taking him underneath his wing and stuff like that, and he and he's done that with all of the young side. You know, he's a he, he's been the, the the perfect captain for 
and Postacogli to kind of go out there and give them young ones confidence again to go out there and express themselves, you know, um, because you've always got Sonny up top. And even that today, 35 minutes, you know, it, it, was, a, it, it was a tough game the first 35 minutes, but you didn't see Son stop. He, he kept going, he kept encouraging, he kept kind of going, come on, boys, come on, boys, let's have it. And what did he do? Got us back into the game twice today, twice today. I mean, Son, fantastic. He's captain fantastic. And what, what great kind of choices that the boss has made in putting those three characters, personalities and, and technicians and football players that have put in those kind of positions of leadership. You know, Kuti, Madders, and the main man, Son. I mean, what more could we ask for? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well said. Well said, Rick. Um, Darren, let's come to you in the seventh minute. Um, a fantastic tackle from Mickey van der Ven um, preventing Inketia from having a goal-scoring opportunity. I tell you what, I've, I've spoken so so much about this um, you know, since the season started, but all of our new signings in the summer, Every single one of them has just bedded in so, so well. And it looks like they've been there for years. Mickey van der Ven is another. What do you think of him today? Let's start with what you said there. Every signing has been tremendous. Paratici, God bless you. That's great recruitment right there. Every man fits the mould of what the manager has required. And van der Ven today was exactly what Spurs have been crying out for. And also what Romero has been crying out for a partner, somebody who is taking the weight away from him, someone who went, this is a joy, Ricky knows, I talk defending all day, I love I love talking about defenders. What you had there is a partnership, when one hits somebody, the other doesn't. When Romero hits someone, he knows, I don't have to get told off by the rep next, because Van's going to hit him next. And then they're feeling that, and Ketion's going to play deeper, because he doesn't want to get hit by us. Van was superb, and what he did today, which was brilliant if you watch how spurs lines up when we had um yudoji got booked early in the game all you kept hearing from the commentators was now saka's going to be on him get him one-on-one he's going to ruin him he can't go he can't he's gonna he's not going to survive the game they were waiting for him to be sent off me as a defender i'm going please yudoji just stay on your feet and he did but he could do that because van was always close he was like if he passes you i've got him let him go, I will deal with it. And he did. Every time Saka thought he was going to get any daylight, there he was, taken out. And that was beautiful to see. We, we saw leaders all the way across our team today. Man by man, superb. And all I can say is, if our, if our centre-half can stay together, the league's in trouble. There's going to be a lot of clean sheets coming because Vicario behind them, 
looks so confident with them and they look confident in him. My only concern at the back is we move the ball a little bit too slowly. We need to pick up that pace. We move it out. We invite too much pressure and create our own problem. So if we move it quicker, especially with high pressing sides, we will we will damage teams really badly, but we won't create our own messes. Van knows that. He did a couple. Romero did a couple as well. Even Basuma does it as well. They want to be a little bit too fancy, but everyone's flat-footed. If we're on our toes, it moves quicker. But Van today, solid. Superman. I agree with you on that point, Darren, because, of course, we were playing a top side today. I know they're our rivals, but they are a top side and, yeah. uh, you know, they, they press very, very quickly. Um, Richard, let's come to you. Um, in the 14th minute, sack across to Jesus. What a save from Vicario today in the 14th minute. I tell you what, someone's already said um, in the comments today, Vicario or David Raya, who, of course, started for Arsenal. It looked like one point that we were going to be signing him in the summer, but Vicario... He seems to be another fantastic signing for Tottenham. Yeah, and, and he's grown in confidence with the team as well. And having that that stability in front of him has really, really supported his confidence for sure. Um, I think as Spurs fans as well, we we wanted, we we saw obviously last four or five seasons, uh, Hugo really struggling with um, the corners um, and the high ball, and I think we needed to have a change. And that's what the new keepers come in. Uh, he's young, he's energetic, um, also also passionate about like when he when he makes that kind of really great save. Like there's there's a lot of passion there as well, and that that resonates through the team. I think, um, like you said, obviously before about the signings coming in, he I think he was pinnacle as well. If we if that didn't work out, then that could have really ref reflected on our form going forwards because. Um, a top four side needs to have a real top keeper. And I know, obviously, a lot of top European clubs were looking at him as well. Uh, so, we, we, I think we're really fortunate to have him. And he's, because he's so young as well, he's only going to grow with experience. And, and I think it's really important he really dominates the, the, the box. Uh, but also, he's good with his feet. Um, I think confidence will grow with that as well, uh, that he'll be able to ping those balls out a little bit quicker, like you were saying, Darren, about kind of, the way we move the ball. When when we had the ball at our feet, we were they were then on us really quickly. And I think when those when that ball was coming in and it was straight off and, and people were looking the, the ball was going to spaces and the warning players there instead of actually the player looking for somebody and then receiving it. And like you say, very, being very slow. So that that would come as confidence, but also working with these players as well. Some of some of the players that have come in over the summer uh, they've only just kind of started to gel. So when obviously when there's that that kind of sixth sense going on, we'll really see the benefits of the transition from the ball at the back to obviously our really quick players. And I think um, hopefully uh, Johnson's not not injured, and we've 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 got him because his pace is frightening. We haven't had as as Spurs fans, we haven't seen that that real pace yet, and. Uh, for, for for me, I think he's um, he's he's going to be somebody a really young player. As soon as he gains confidence, I think he's going to be a really good threat for us. Yeah, and Postecoglou has just said in his press conference that um, Johnson will be assessed. So I'm sure that we will all find out in the next couple of days how he is. Fingers crossed. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. Um, in the 16th minute, your doggy actually gave the ball away to Inketia. Uh, had a shot. Vicario saved it. Uh, of course, we, both of us have discussed Vicario at length. Um, a couple of minutes later, Saar had a shot over the bar 
And then after 25 minutes, Arsenal took the lead. Saka shot um, deflected in off of Romero. Could Tottenham done anything better to prevent that? Because it actually looked like Vicario was going to save that very comfortably. Yeah, and that comes down to communication. I mean, could we have done better? Of course we could have. We could have let Vicario go for it, or we could have asked Romero to try and head it out instead of, like, get mm. his body on a sideways, you know, movement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look, the, the, the Gooners were pressurising us at that point, And, you know, the, like uh, Darren's favourite com- com- commentators were like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But it was a, I mean, what can we say? It, 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 was, a, it was a good cross, uh, but Romero was there to take responsibility. And unfortunately, it hit him on the wrong side of the knee, deflected into the goal. What, what can we do? Do you know what I mean? But again, Rick, we didn't stop. Go Rick, on, let go me on, break now. down this one because there go was, on. you know me, I'm, 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 I'm about, I told you, Chris, I'm getting to that. I'm in, I'm in. Good what stuff. With, what happened with the goal, which was really interesting for me, was. Obviously, Yodoji and Johnson have only played one game together. That's their first game together. What happened was, as they were coming together, there was an overlap that happened behind Yodoji. And he thought Johnson was going to stop and go with Bakaya Saka. And then he would hold position. Because if you watch the replay, Spurs fans, watch it from our perspective, not Arsenal's, because that's what the commentator made us do. What Yodoji thought was happening was Johnson would stop. But they haven't worked together long enough. They don't understand that. So when Saka went in, Yudoji was flat-footed. Johnson had gone past. So that created the hole. So that was their mistake between them. That won't happen every week. That's the first bit. They will learn that. Yudoji will... They'll, they'll watch that video and they'll see that error. Now, all the commentators then said that it was a mistake for Romero to go for it. He is paid as the defender to put his body in front of that ball. So if it's coming to him, he's going to put a leg out. It's instinctive. He can't just let that pass him. Because if that curls into the bottom corner, everyone goes, what the hell was he doing? So he mm-hmm. had to put a foot. It's instinctive. So it's unlucky. That's what that goal was. It was unlucky. There were bits to learn from it. There were mistakes that were made. But unfortunately, as they all knocked on, the knock-on effect was the goal. But I saw that every Spurs player learned from it. Because guess what? Did that moment ever happen again when Basai could cut in and have that shot? He never got that window. So we are learning. Yeah, we are learning and we are moving forward. Do you know what I mean? And again, it didn't stop us. It didn't stop us playing. It didn't frighten us. It didn't put us into our shell. We we was like, okay, cool. And even with someone like Romero, you you know, you might think, all right, because he's emotional, that all right, he's, he, he might it might go left here. There might be a red card coming soon. Yeah, he might start tearing his hair out and kind of, or tearing somebody else's hair out. Who knows with Cootie? But yeah, um, <laughs> but um, no, we carried on. We carried on playing, and I've got to agree with both of the boys as well. That was the only criticism that I had over the side, especially in the first half, was just the the, the speed of play, and sometimes we were just a little bit too slow on the ball and. We, we saw that when, when like, Saar got robbed and when uh, Madison got robbed as well, you know, uh, within the game. But again, you're absolutely right, Dal, in the sense that they're going to learn from this. 
and they're going to not make the same mistake twice within a, within a game as well, which is really encouraging to see. How many times have we done that? We've been our own worst enemy, that we've continued to make that same mistake or we've let them down the sides or we've let them overlap on one of the players, whether it be Emerson or Davies or you, your do- you, not really your doggy because, you know, he's been fantastic this year. But you know what I mean? Like, we've seen that happen before. And, and that's what's really encouraging about having a fresh, new young side with a new direction with a new motivation with new fire in their belly and and with new belief these boys believe not only in Ange but in the system and each other and this is what's encouraging going forward this is why i say we're only in the infancy of this tottenham side and it's so exciting to see what comes next i've got to say i love doing these podcasts while while our performances are like they are and the results yeah, are like they are. I, I, I love this. Long may this continue. I don't know. <laughs> um, Darren, let's come back to you. Um, Vieira crossed um, a great ball in, uh, well put out by Van der Ven. Um, Saka was waiting at the back post. And then three minutes later, um, Bacario to Madison, who was tackled. Jesus shot over the bar. I feel like we got away with one there because at that stage they were 1-0 up. And it just seemed... I, I don't know what term to use. I don't want to use Spursy. Because, of course, in previous years, that is exactly the sort of thing that has happened at the Emirates. But um, I was a little bit surprised. Bakari out to Madison. Madison seemed to be a bit slow on on giving another pass. Uh, did Bakario put Madison in trouble? Should he have played that pass or should Madison have uh, passed it out quicker? Was that to me, Chris? It, you know what? It's one of those moments because... It wasn't about it being a bad decision. As Andrew's trying to say with the guys, is make bold choices. That's what he wants them to do. He wants to make bold decisions. But what was happening in that moment, because they were being pressed, and it's the first time they've been pressed so high, they mm. weren't adapting quick enough to it. So they were all flat-footed. They were, if, we're all going to watch the game back. I know us all. We're all going to watch it back. There are so many moments when you can see us receiving the ball flat-footed. They're, they're, they've not made a decision yet. They're not anticipating it. And Bakaria had moments like that where he would get it and stand dead still. Romero would get it dead still. Madison, dead still. And I was like, if you're dead still, boys, it's going to be a problem. Because soon as that player presses you, you're losing it. And that's what was happening. And it wasn't, I'm glad we, that word Spursy has come on the pod today. Because it, if it was Spursy, it would have kept happening. Because the Arsenal fan base today, that's yep. what they ran with. That was, yep. that was when you heard their eruption. That's when you watch Arteta do his crazy dance on the touchline. And they're like, oh, we're, we're, it's happening, it's happening. But it wasn't because what Spurs were doing, we were learning. We were going, not now, not this. What yeah. I really appreciated today when everyone, a lot of people made mistakes today. It wasn't a flawless performance by any stretch of the imagination. But everyone who made a mistake owned it. They all owned it. They all got a little bit of love from someone, but they owned it. And that is what the growth comes in. It comes yeah. in that when we lose the game, gentlemen, we're going to learn some more. So, Chris, I know we're really loving this feel good and the fact that we're in right now. Also, a loss is a good thing because that loss means that we learn even more about these individuals. How did the captain see that unit work when they've got to lift those boys up when they're in the down? Right now, let's stay high. But I, I, I'm so excited. Not getting carried away. I'm so excited by the way it's going. I think, I think, I think on that point as well, that Madison got pulled into that. I need to do something now. I really need to do something. So, he, so he, he came to receive the ball instead of actually thinking, no, 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 no. I'm going to stay where I need to stay. 
and let the ball come to him instead of have to kind of go in deep. And then because he went in deep, like you said, he was flat-footed, not understanding that there's some pressure or that he's going to have somebody on his back quick. And then, obviously, so, again, the interview that he did on Sky Sports after talked about the manager giving him confidence and, yes, that was a mistake. And I think he owned that mistake. Um, but I thought it was it was a telling part of the game because at that point he kind of went, yeah, I shouldn't have really done that. I've kind of taken responsibility off my, my defenders, let them deal with the ball, it's going to come to me and then I'm going to make something happen in my area that I can actually dominate. And he didn't need to do that. And I think it was a mistake by him kind of just going too deep, receiving the ball when he needed to let the ball come to him. Can I just say, anyone listening to this on the audio platform, do check out the YouTube version because Mr. Hart is being very animated. It is well <laughs> worth watching. Well worth watching on YouTube. Um, also, Chris, Chris, sorry, brother. Just, I just wanted to jump on that point real quickly oh. because it, 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 just look at us in comparison to last season, right? Last season, we would have had the everyone back in our own half. We would have tried to concede uh, possession and the ball and try and break on the counter-attack. And to play safe football was to play that terrible, turgid, boring, horseshoe football. And that is not happening anymore. Those passes into Madison and those passes that were that sometimes went wayward, they're the risky pass. That's what it's about. And that's what Ange, yeah. Ange wants us to play. And, and that's what gets us in behind. And that's what takes the, it, that gets the opposition you know, kind of surprised by what pass we're playing and, and, and how we're still continuing to play. We're not conceded. How many times did you see us send uh, a Guna player the wrong way just because instead of passing backwards, Basuma or someone just done a different turn inside the field and then drove it up, whether that was Van der Vaart, Van der Vaart, Van der Ven, or whether that was Madison or whether that was Basuma. We continue to turn and continue to play a risky pass that, that could be, um, you know, uh, gobbled up by the Gooners or it could be kind of, um, what is that bloody well word? Uh, intercepted, intercepted. It could be intercepted by the Gooners, you know, but we continued. And that's the difference between here and last year. You know, that's a massive, uh, that's massive. Because all of us, it didn't matter. You know, last year, if we would have won a game similar to this 1-0, we would still have been like, but today we continue. Today we continue to press. We continue to compete. We continue to go toe-to-toe. We continue to play that risky football. And we continued to play that Ange way that is going to get us results and it's going to get us success. And like I say, like Darren said and like Richard said there, we're still in the infancy. These mistakes are great right now because we're learning from them and we're not repeating them. This is definitely the comment of the podcast so far. Hartman and Norwood, best double act since Archie Golden Crew. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Dude, Richard, let, let's come to you. In the 37th minute, Odegaard had a shot at goal, comfortable for Bacario this time. A minute later, best chance for Tottenham uh, in the game so far. Son cross, Johnson shot at goal, Raya with a good save. And then in the 41st minute, of course, Spurs' goal came along. Um, Hunmin Son, um, what a fantastic uh, assist from James Madison. Um, we talk about players you know, adapting um, to this Tottenham Hotspur team. James Madison has probably been the best one uh, to do that from, from the summer signings. But he has been absolutely unreal, hasn't he, Madison? And, and again, he's, he's, he's not brought the kind of the free kicks to the party yet. As soon as that comes in as well, yeah. we'll be like going, 
this is like awesome. I, I, I think he's he's a player that we've been crying out for five years, really. Um, you look at what we've been lacking and and how we've been uh, how we kind of relying. We we needed we needed somebody like James Madison for the last five years, and he's just he just slotted into the team. And again, he just kind of it's an expressive role, right? So kind of. It comes in and it's like express yourself, and it's like going, "This is what I need." You know what I mean? I've, I've got good players around me. We express yourself. The ball's moving like really quickly. He's kind of he's jumping on play. I just think it's like it's a breath of fresh air for the Spurs team. And um, yeah, we're lucky we got him. And let's kind of let's embrace that. Like I have. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, do you want to add any more to that first goal? Because I know we've spoken about Sonny already, but what a finish! Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a gorgeous finish. I mean, the the, the fact that it took out three Guna defenders plus a keeper with that angle is that is that the ice cream van there? I was just about to say, it's the ice cream van. <laughs> Chris is getting the ice creams in. podcast is so real. <laughs> It, it, those that are on audio, if you don't know, of course, Chris is on location just outside <laughs> a mile away from the Gooners and an ice cream van has gone past. So that's what's happening there. But um, it, it pulled was a up beautiful next to him. It's a Gooner. Get him on the pod, Chris. Pull him on. Pull him on. Let's see what he's got to say about it. Uh, no, but it was a beautiful goal. What a, what a beautifully, like, deft touch. What an angle. It, it was the only angle that he could have hit it at to, to, to go in as well, you know, uh, and off the post and in. And again, what a beautiful goal by Sonny and what a way to kind of get us back into the game and keep us moving forward, you know? It took the energy out of the stadium as well, didn't it? It, it did. Yeah. It did. Out of the stadium. And those are the things that I think we need to kind of really look at. It's like, how do we take this, the energy out of the stadium? Like, we go to some of these grounds where it's kind of really kind of ruckus. That, well, that's what we need to do. We need to kind of really go, actually, utilise the, the great away fans that, that go to the games and take the energy. Like, I was like laughing. I was like, yes, Arsenal fans, you're in a game here now, aren't you? You're not going to slaughter us like some ex-Arsenal joker. Oh, yeah, you're going to get slaughtered. No, absolute bullshit. You're in a game. Look, these derbies are games, are wars. And, like, that's what we want. We want the team to kind of go out there and, like, really compete and then take the wind out of the, the opposition by, like, counterpunching. Brilliant, like you say, brilliant finish. But that's that's what Sonny is. He's got those instinct those instinct finish. He knows where the, the goal is. He doesn't need to look up. He knows it's there. He knows where he wants the ball. And that kind of... That kind of work, that kind of madder, sunny partnership is really working well. And, and we wasn't intimidated either by that uh, no. by that home crowd. We wasn't intimidated by the singing, the noise. Look at that young side. They all stood up and went, let's go. Let's shut them up. Let's go. And again, that's what gets me excited as And well. they've got trap songs as well as well, isn't it? No songs. You know what I mean? That like you can hear the, the away fans li literally. You watch the game back, you can hear the away fans more than the home fans because they they just got the silly chants and like oh yeah, you don't win any trophies, oh, that, that, that bullshit. Yeah. But uh, you take the take the uh, the uh, air out of the sails. That's it. They've got nothing. And the fans, not really good fans, are you? Not really. They'll, they'll see your trophy cabinet, Rich. <laughs> 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 
that's it. Exactly. That's it. I bring it to the party. <laughs> Darren, let's come to you. I think Richard hit the nail on the head there because, um, you know, in the time that we scored going in at 1-1, I think it did shut a lot of the fans up and, and, and the stadium was quiet um, a lot of the time. I know that a lot of us Spurs fans call it a library and say it's very quiet, but, but you know, for a North London derby, they're normally really up for it. And, uh, you know, for large parts of the game, it was quite quiet. Um, I was very lucky to bump into um, Kenny Ken, a, a very well-known Arsenal fan. He was very confident before the game. He's a regular viewer of this channel. He loves you, by the way, Ricky. And um, I also bumped into uh, Don Robbie as well, a big Arsenal fan, of course, AFTV. And he was very confident. He thought that they would win 3-1. But as I say, it did shut a lot of people up. Um, Darren, how are you feeling at that half-time stage 1-1? I was, I was game on. This game is there to be won. Absolute game on. Let's go and win this. And I think you're right, Chris. A lot of those Arsenal fans, the reason why the library was going to be closed early, because they were absolutely petrified suddenly. Because their arrogance of some of their fan base, following people like Paul Merson, who clearly need to be tested because there's something not right if you're thinking that way. There's something not right. To think that you're going to absolutely go and obliterate us when you've watched the way we've played this season, it made absolutely no sense. You can say it's going to be an open game. You can say there could be goals in this. It could be a thriller. It could be one that you don't want to take your eyes off your TV. But to say that Arsenal are going to absolutely rip us apart, it's crazy because there's no evidence to back that up. And I think that's why Arsenal fans, I, I do always laugh with them, because they have this arrogance and this air of we are better than everybody and we, we expect to do it. And when suddenly that goal went in, the timing of it was great. It was just as that hot. You know when managers do halftime team talk prep in their minds? They were both doing that. And then the goal changed the talk. It was suddenly us going, don't go crazy. Continue what we're doing. It is working. We are in this game. Confidence is there. Stay with it. Let's go. Arteta's now going, hold on. I was going to say, we've got this game won. Let's keep going. Now we've got to go. We're in a fight here, boys. We've still got to do something. I think, Richard, you mentioned about Madison, that early play where he was really hunting the ball down. At that point, I kept saying, come on, Madison, look at the gap. You're, you're not, we can't split the lines because you're inside the line. You need yeah. to be playing behind Odegaard. Odegaard should be looking for you. Declan Rice should be trying to find you. But what he did was he hunted the ball like Kane used to do. And it came, became too congested there and it was easy for their press. Once he jumped the other side of the line, that's where we saw the magic happening because that's where the mm. space was. And that's where our intelligence during the match is really growing. It's really, really growing. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. You're on you're mute, on Chris. Chris. You're, on, you're on mute. Ice cream van. Sorry, it's all this ice cream van business. Yeah. <laughs> um, Richard, let's come to you. In the 50th minute, um, of course, it went to VAR, the decision in the end. Romero handball. Um, what did you make of the VAR decision? What did you make of the referee's overall decision to give the penalty? Of course, Ange Postacoglu has come out and criticised um, the decision, saying he doesn't even know what handball is anymore. Was it the correct decision for you? Um, yeah, I think the uh, the rules are a bit sketchy. I think there was, if you look at the the whole um, passage of play, uh, there was a player moved off out of position uh, by an Arsenal defender. He was flat on his back. That should have been in that kind of in that marking position. Then, like I said earlier, um, Madders had his foot in, and the ball with ricocheted off his foot, which then went onto his hands. So he kind of it was such a a sketchy decision 
So I didn't. I don't think BAR or the referee really took into consideration the real components of that 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 play to to then give a penalty. Obviously, if you look at it quickly, it looks yeah, it's clearly a penalty because his hand's away from his body. I think that's the only reason why they gave it because his hand was away from his body. But what happened was, he, as you can tell, he was kind of moving his hand away because it, it took that ricochet. But there was components to it, so. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I was swearing, like literally. I know sometimes on here I swear a bit, but I was swearing a lot. And I've got young kids, and my missus is shouting, me going, Richard, <laughs> I'm swearing. I'm like effing and yeffing. I nearly went for, I nearly went for coffee, like Ricky. Or a, a bit of a, I needed a bit of time out. You know, is that like, the way you? Is that the way you deal with it? It's so differently. You you swear. Ricky then goes and makes a coffee. Well, Darren, what do you do when you're annoyed? Mate, you know what? Everything. Uh, you analyse yeah. it and 23 seconds is gone. Yeah, I've become the pundit. I'm all over it. I'm, just, I'm literally breaking it all down. Gents, I'm going to be honest with you. I know a lot of people have commented going, it wasn't a pen, it wasn't a pen. The minute it hit his hand, yeah, I was like, it's a penalty. Yeah. Let's not even argue about it. And I think yeah. VAR is such a horrible place now in football because... It, it should, as they keep saying, the book makes no sense because clear and obvious mistake, let me know. Soon as, if you watch the hand of Romero, and this is all they watch, and trust me, this is the theory. When his arm goes down and makes contact with the ball, that's all they cared about because yeah. they're going, that's the impact. He, he, as Romero, his brain can't help it. It's going to go down toward the ball. His whole body weight was coming down. He can't move it anywhere else. It's instinctive. So, what happens with that is the VAR just goes because it's a little bit away from his body, they're gonna give it. And it's you you know what? We're gonna go two weeks and someone's gonna do exactly the same thing, and a different person behind the camera isn't gonna give it. And that's why it's a problem because it's down to a person. I thought when VAR was VAR was coming in, it would take away the gray of a human error. Now we've got more humans making more errors. It makes no sense. It, only use it then for offsides where there's computer graphics to help you and let the ref just guide everything else. Because I believe the ref would have given it if he if, if it was a way he would have given it anyway. Yeah, so when I, when I was going to say, if, if it's simple as just your handballing it in the box, you're, you're going to then get players literally trying to aim the ball at people's hands just to win penalties. Richard, you're absolutely right. Yeah. They absolutely do. Because yeah. the minute the arm now is away from the body, they, they're trying. Because yeah. it, they, they, it's, it's now become part of the game. Like, you watch now how many players are waiting for the smallest bit of contact to go down. Because then yeah. if you've touched me, VAR will see it. Because the ref may not be able to see that you've kicked my ankle, but I felt that I hit the floor. Then yeah. VAR looks at it and goes, yes, you did kick his ankle. Now I've got to give a penalty, unless your name's Jane Madison, yeah. and you won't get one. Just yep. about to say that, Champions League final. Yep, yeah. exactly but, what but, they do. It's, it's crazy rules, crazy rules. Yes, but, Rick. But but you know what, for, for, for me, you, you know what Richard was saying there, how he broke it down, it, it hit Madison and then it's ricocheted up, right? If you look at Romero's eyes, from what I remember, his eyes were about to put his foot in to the ball before the ricochet. Yeah, so yeah. he's actually stretched and he's, his eyes are on that ball and then it's ricocheted up and then it's hit him. It's not yeah. like he looked at the ball. It's not like he went for it. And I would expect the referees and those with that, that, that this is their job, you know, this is part of the, the, 
Yeah. Yet it's part of the football knowledge Does that it they exist, should though? have in a That's it, the problem. It, it, exactly. Exactly. So for me, I would have looked at his eyes, I would have looked at his intention and even his foot that went to block that that challenge or that ball be, before it hit matters and then go, look, you can you can clearly see that that's ball to hand rather than that's hand to ball, you know. But again, again, the confusion continues. Clear and obvious mistake. That's what they're meant to interject for. A clear and obvious mistake. That it took them forever watching the footage back to then send the ref to watch it. So it's not clear and obvious. And I think, as I said, my, my big thing about VAR is it was meant to make the job of a referee easier to take away human error. But now we've got more humans making more errors. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was a penalty today, though. I, I'm not saying it wasn't. Arsenal fans, you can have your penalty. But that's now the rules. So I expect Spurs to get yeah. one now when someone just has it a little bit away from their body. And like Rick said, they're not focused on it. And it hits them. And Madison hits it at the arm because it's available and you get a pen. Richard, yeah. that, that, that is the problem, isn't it? Nothing yeah. is consistent. And, and obviously that referee as well. I've like, when, we, when, when I saw that it was him as well, he's a bit of a bell in this, really. He's like, yeah, I'm not a fan. He's like, he's literally, he's like, you know, sometimes you look, you look at referees and you just think, why, why are you stomping around and you and you looking like that? I just, no, I just don't like him. If I Richard, ever meet you him, say I would how you feel, mate. You really say how I, you I'm feel. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Well, that's how I got pointing. That's what I use this platform to do. Just, uh, I don't really like him. No. It was his first North London derby. Would you like him to referee another one? <laughs> no, no, I don't really know. Just like no, no, not at all. But what I wanted to say, and I wanted to reinforce it. If that was the penalty, that um. The great thing was that we kind of went, actually, that's done, where normally we'd kind of be like, Atom, it was like, no, that's done now, and then we're going to move on. Where when Arsenal scored, they were literally like, like yeah, like peacocking, like, well, we're great now. And then, like, 23 seconds, obviously, that's Ricky's time, obviously. It's Ricky's now, time. Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, you missed this. <laughs> Richard, you would have saw what I saw. Ricky, you missed this. So, when they scored, and of course, we saw someone doing this, yeah. behind him, if you watch it back, Nketian isn't celebrating with the Arsenal boys, and he's going like this to all of them. He's doing this. That's the beauty of what never happened for Arsenal. Yeah. They never switched back in. Arsenal, that was your own mistake. As I say, learning, they did not switch back in. They were still on the, oh, look at us. Oh, we, it's all us. How great are we? This is what Merson said we would do. Now we're going to run away with it. But what yeah. Spurs did was went, let's not let this affect us. Concentrate on the game plan and push. And there the goal came instantly. It was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Rick, when you watch it back, let me know what it was like when you watch it back. <laughs> <laughs> I smell Wait. the coffee, right? I smell we the coffee. We want to know. Perhaps we'll record another podcast when you watch it back, Rick. <laughs> oh, fuck. You should never have told that story. Never. <laughs> Listen, I always say the truth. Do you know what I mean? Like, I come on here, I express how it is, and I guarantee you I wasn't the only one who walked away at that point as well. I'm sure there were some other Tottenham fans that had enough and was like, oh, no. And even if they walked out of the bloody well room, uh, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Please, New Tottenham. Don't run away from them. New Tottenham. <laughs> That's it, that's it. Well, in the 54th minute, Saka put the ball down the middle, uh, converting the penalty, so they went 2-1 up. But immediately, uh, what character we showed as a team again, Ricky, to come from behind at the Emirates, making it 2-2. Madison with another fantastic assist and Hunmin Son with another fantastic goal. It was a beautiful, it was a beautiful goal and it was a beautiful assist. And again, by the two main men there, 
that we're not going to stand for it. By two, two of the captains, two out of the three of the captains right there just went, nah, and, and took it off of, it was Havertz, wasn't it? Took it off of Havertz while he was dilly-dallying on the ball. Again, their arrogance, Jorginho. like Darren will say, was it Jorginho? Jorginho. Yeah. It, so, so he and he did see it. So yeah, Jorginho. I knew it was. I knew it was one of them. Um, but him did he dallying on the ball again? Showed their arrogance and showed their ah, oh, we've won this game already. Exactly what Darren was just saying there. The fact that they had that right. Yeah, we're going to get two more. All of that didn't have to worry about it. Hold on, Can hold on. You... What's happened here? It used to be Ricky Champagne Norwood, and now it's Ricky Espresso Norwood. What's gone wrong for you? Oh, mate. It, I, I couldn't have any champagne. It, it's, still, it's still sun outside, you know what I mean? If we would have won, I would have popped the bottle. I would have popped it. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm going to get it now for the rest of this season. Goodness gracious. But look, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. But the, the, again, the fact that Madison picked up that ball and said, absolutely not, and then drove against that defence. Where were the Gooners there? Where were the Gooners there? And in France, Sonny, and he didn't blast it. He didn't go for top corner. He just passed He just kind of calmly, just, just simply, you know, shot at goal and, and scored a beautiful, beautiful goal. You guys in the comments are killing me right now, but I knew it was going to happen. Bloody hell. Ricky, with Sonny having such an um, indifferent season last year, of course, the season before he was a uh, joint Golden Boot winner with Salah, what's changed for him this season? Is it the fact that he's been given the captain's armband? Because even his finishing this season so far just seems to be so on point to what it was last year. It's the responsibility as well, Chris. He takes responsibility for his good performances and his bad. You know, and and he took responsibility for his own inaction last year. Um, you lot are terrible, Ricky. Never latte for a game, Norwood. You no, it's the wrong stadium. It's the wrong stadium. Not late. (laughs) Oh mate, oh do me a favour. Oh my gosh, you guys are killing me. You're absolutely (laughs) killing me. I've even forgot the question, Chris. What was it again? You lot are taking the birdies. Oh my gosh! Oh, where was we, Chris? I totally forgot. <laughs> on, oh, on, on on how good Sonny been so far this season. Oh yeah, Sonny. Again, he took responsibility. He's taken responsibility, and the fact that he's got a, a, a manager behind him that is it, again trusting him with that responsibility, allowing him to go out there and express and to lead. I think he's taking it on his shoulders. Exactly what I was saying about Man City and the way... I'm not even reading the comments no more. Imagine uh, the same thing that I said about Man City uh, when uh, Kane was uh, looking to leave. It's the same thing that he's done. He's stepped up to the plate. He's taken responsibility for this side and to be captain this side in the way that he does with his personality. And he's gone on uh, strength to strength. He knew that he had to come back and kind of give better dis- displays as he did from last season. And not only that, he's taken it up a notch. And the fact that he's, he's got that confidence from the manager to kind of go out there and be him, I think we're seeing the best of Sonny. And I think we ain't even, we ain't even seen the best, best, the, the, the peak of Sonny yet. But it's definitely coming. The go difference on, is the manager. The difference is the manager, yeah. I think. The, the, yeah. the, again, the messages from the manager. Um, and they say that it's like negative energy is such a waste of time, effort. And, and what comes of that negative energy? Uh, frustration, stress, anxiety, etc. And I think a lot of the issues that we had last season were from that. Uh, and that was very clear. 
uh, no real direction. How many times did we say on the on the podcast around no real kind of messages from above down? Where now it's it's very apparent the messages from the manager. It's very apparent, and even from above, you can see those now filtering down. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think the interesting thing is that that the players have confidence, feel confident, have that direction, but also understand their roles and that that team within a team is, is evident and how the fans fit, fit as part of that as well. Can I jump hey, in on the song, Chris? Oh, oh, I think one thing that I've realised this son is he is world-class. He's absolutely world-class. I think sometimes he's disrespected in this league of how good this man is. Yes. And I think when we talk about his, like, oh, now he's performing well, he's having a better season, last year wasn't a great one for him. He's still got goals last year as well. He's still, he's still putting numbers. But the Suns level, it wasn't the level. And he is the first one to call himself out. As Ricky said there, if, if Spurs fans, if you haven't watched the Sun documentary, watch that. Just watch the work ethic of this human being. And Richard, to add on to your point about the atmosphere and the messages, Sun is a person who just, ra- his, his name is just is so, so perfect for the man that he is. He radiates positivity. When he's good, he's great. And he wants everyone else to be great too. And what we're seeing is a manager that embraces that attitude. Under Conte, under previous regimes, I feel that at times some may have been tried to have been squashed. We're not too happy in this room because I'm angry and I've got to be the leader of this room. Don't you be happy or don't you make him feel better because I'm telling him off. What we have now is a different atmosphere and a different ethos and a work ethic that breeds bassoonness. You know what I mean? It breeds that culture to allow the players to be their best and some's a leader in that. And and you know what? We're playing without fear. Last year, you could see that we played with fear. We worried about the opposition way too much. Whereas we're like, let the opposition worry about us. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're implementing that week on week. And we will continue, even when we're a goal down or even when we're not, we're still playing without fear and we're still moving forward. And all of that is, is like you said there, like Rich did and what Darren said there, that's 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 coming down from the top, the, from the top down that is that is filtering through to this side. And to someone like Sonny, he's going to embrace that and take it on and, and, and be sensational as per usual. Love it. Love it. Ricky's back on for Um Darren, this is... it's the caffeine. It's the caffeine. It's, it's um, you know, it's got me going. Um, Darren, in the 63rd minute, um, Johnson came off, Solomon came on. What have you made of Man of Solomon in a Spurs shirt so far this season? And the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, the way Postacoglu seems to use his subs very, very well. And of course, when you bring in a player on the 63rd minute, it's not only 27 minutes uh, they're going to get, it's, it's almost 37 or even 40 minutes by the time that all this time is added on. You know what? Bang on, Chris. What um, Angie's doing with the substitutions is brilliant. Um, you can see a man who is tactically aware and he's very much reading the game. It's it's so funny when you look at contrasting managers. You look at Arteta today, who is so animated and he runs up and down and he looks like a man who any minute is going to collapse. It's mental to watch. He, he It's crazy. But then the contrast of our manager, and who is very much still focused, allowing the boys to play, giving the messages what he wants, but just taking it in. Even his celebration. And that was it. Little, little, but does what he needs to do. And I think what we're seeing today, especially with Solomon, is his awareness of what each character brings. 
what Solomon brings, he's so direct. He he's out of all of our our attacking options, what I call the natural natural winger. I'm not Rick. I'm not going to do it. He's the natural winger, and he he plays literally with his back to the touchline. He always wants to receive the ball there and drive. He always wants to drive, and I think. What that did is understanding the management of what the game needed. It needed someone who was going to progress with the ball, run with it, move it up the pitch, because we were getting a little bit compressed at times in that latter period of the game. Arsenal build a little bit of confidence. What I loved also, Chris, was when the 10 minutes were added on, Spurs fans cheered it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't a case of us being away from home going, oh, we are worried there's 10 more minutes and we're under the cosh. We're going, there's 10 more minutes so we can go and win this. We can win it. I've got to say something before we move off Solomon. Well done for him getting through today's game as well because obviously we're, we're Spurs fans who we know for our Jewish team, our Jewish history. Yom Kippur is about to start so he had to get out of that stadium and get a munch in before he starts his fast. So he, 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 that's on his mind. I know he's there. He's thinking it. But the performance level there was great. So for, for Solomon, I wish him well over the fast and all the best to him for that. But the performance today and what Ange did with the management of those subs, even Hoiberg, I'm going to go there on subs. People talk about him being a negative player. Like Rick, you said, bringing him, starting with him as a more defensive option. When he came on, he came on in replace of Madison. But if you watch his touches, everything was a progressive pass. He was looking to break us forward, push us on. He didn't sit next to Basuma and say, we're shutting up shop. He was trying to make it work, looking for the end. At one point, he played a pass and looked around and went, come on, go, move. I want to play it forward. That's a new look Spurs. Every man is accountable. Every man is trusted. Every man can play forward. It's lovely times, lovely times. Rich, let's come to you in the 64th minute. Madison to Son, Son to Madison. He shot over the bar. In the 69th minute, um, Son hit the side netting. Um, and in the 78th minute, Madison and Son went off and Hoybier and Richarlison come on. Um, yeah. DB writes here, today is the first day the subs haven't impacted the game. Were you surprised? There were a couple of comments earlier on in the stream um, stating why on earth did Hunmin Son come off in the 78th minute, bearing in mind that he would have had 22 minutes on the pitch. Was that the right decision for you? I think maybe it's the manager looking at energy levels, looking at maybe impact. Um, obviously, kind of he's he's in the game at that point, isn't he? He's very focused on what he, he obviously deals with these players day in day out. He's seen things that um, that maybe us as fans have not seen, but also. I think he's obviously he's wanted to still impact the game, and he saw what obviously happened in the in the previous game, and said, "Well, actually, I think some fresh legs might might bring a different um, dynamic approach to the game that could uh, that could get us three points." Um, he wasn't sitting back. I think um, Solomon coming on obviously kept the ball, kept the press high up the pitch. We don't want to kind of sit back and let the pressure come on to us. I think that was that that was that was important that he did that, and he's. He's very uh, offensive with obviously how he kind of attacks the ball, which is great, uh, and I'm sure he's going to get some goals. Um, I think I think the, the the subs came on, and yes, obviously we're we're away at the Emirates. The last last ten fifteen minutes, we're going to have that pressure. That pressure doesn't it's not going to just change because we've got a new way of playing. We're going to have that pressure. So I think the play the players that did come on. Obviously, if Richarlison would that effort wouldn't have got that touch and it would have gone in the in the back of the net, everybody would say, "Oh well, 
it's, it's amazing. He's come on and scored again. Um, it's just obviously those little kind of uh, things in the game have a massive impact, and uh, they can't always go your way. But I think the, the, the substitutes were 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 correct. Uh, I think Hoiberg came on. I think the difference with Hoiberg coming on in in that position is he hasn't got the same ability as Madison, but obviously he is is like this last season. He's a rock in that midfield, experienced. Uh, he's he understands his role now has maybe slightly changed, uh, and again. It's a team role. It's a team role where he might come on at 60 minutes and then shore things up. And then, obviously, Madison might be able, be able to have a different role within the team if he's on the pitch or come on instead of Madison. I think the substitutions were fine. Um, I'm just, I was just thinking, come on, Richarlis, and just have that one chance and put it away because that would have, yeah. that would have made my day for sure. Um, and I just don't think... Uh, the last like 10 to 15 minutes we played to his strengths uh, which then makes you think that he's not been effective um, yeah. clearly he's, 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 he's got certain uh, traits that, that that the manager wants to utilise and maybe a different aspect to play which we utilise against Sheffield United at home Richard with Richarlison um, those last 20 minutes last week against Sheffield United of course he, he scored and then assisted Kulisevsky's winner do you think he would have been disappointed not being in the starting 11 today? Um, I, I, no, I don't think so. I think he would have realised that um, he hasn't forced his way into the side just because of that last 20, 20 minutes. And, and again, it's it's different kind of scenarios and situations. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, when he looked at the starting eleven, he'd re- realised why he was still on the bench, and he's still got obviously a lot to prove in that position. And obviously, that position it just isn't about scoring goals, is it? It's about obviously mm. how he impacts the game and how he actually uh, supports the game as well. If it was just about goals, then I don't think the team would be moving forwards. Ricky, let's come to you. Um, 85th minute, Arsenal had a chance. Nelson shot over the bar. He got deflected. Uh, 87 minutes gone. Havertz had a shot just wide. And then, as Darren said, the, the ball then went up. 10 minutes added on. Big cheer from the Tottenham Hotspur away end. In the 92nd minute, Vicario made a save. Uh, low down, um, a long-range effort. And in the, in the 100th minute, literally the last seconds of the game, Richarlison had a chance that deflected just wide after a Kulusevsky cross. Um, what did you make of Richarlison's short time on the pitch today? Um, a, a bit like what the boys said there, you know. Uh, it, it was a crazy time it, within the game itself. So we, we couldn't really kind of work to his strengths. Um, but, you know, I, 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 part of me was kind of calling for Richarlison to come on when we took off Johnson. I thought he, even if he would have went to the left uh, and kept Sonny in the middle or let them overlap. So every time w- w- one runs forward and crosses over, the other one kind of compensates like that. So I was kind of calling for Charlie to come on uh, at, at around that time when uh, Solomon actually came on, just because he had such an impact last last week. And it would have just built on that. And I think he would have got a bit more joy down that left-hand side to begin with. He, whether that was just creating chaos or, or you know, winding up the opposition or um, just, just being Richarlison. So I, I, I would have liked him to have been, been on that a little bit earlier. But you know what? I think after last week and keeping him on the bench as well, it's kind of saving him as well you know instead of just putting everything on him um all the pressure on him it's kind of going all right 
Charlie, listen, you come on and you make an impact. You come on and you show him what you're about. And it fires him up. We know he's an emotional guy. We know he wears his heart, not just on his sleeve, but on, on his forehead. Do you know what I mean? Like, And um, I think he would have been burning to get on the field and he would have been burning to kind of get that winner today. And, and for, for me, you know, I, I said to you, Chris, 3-2 Tottenham. For me, in my kind of dreams it was charlie to come on and score that winner today to make it three two and so when he was on the field i was just like come on come on there was a point where he was in the box and he turned and shot and it got blocked and i was kind of like oh all right cool when's the next one when's it when we had a corner i'm like all right cool it's coming it's coming and then obviously like he had a, he had a go at the end there and and unfortunately it it, it it didn't go in um but i think there's so much more to come from charlie and the fact that the the boys back him and and there is a an open emotional communication between every one of those those teammates you know they've definitely got a spartan type mentality which is i look after the guy to my left to my right and and we'll get through this do you know what i mean we'll get through it together and having that as an emotional player to see that all of your teammates are behind you all of your teammates want to wish you well and plus every single one of the tottenham fans you know, that have heard his story, that respect him and want him to kind of shine. You know, he can feel that. And I think that he will, all right, maybe not this week, but he is going to repay that faith. He's going to repay that support. And, and he's going to be um, an important player for this season. And like Darren said, I think he's got goals coming for him because w once he kind of clicks into gear, once that demon is fully gone from his head and, and, and his chest, you know, like, they, they, I think we're going to see the best version of Richarlison and the best version of Richarlison in a Spurs shirt. I mean, who could want more than that? Absolutely. Well, other results in the Premier League today. Brighton 3, Bournemouth 1. Chelsea 0, Aston Villa 1. Liverpool oh. West Ham United 1. And Sheffield United 0, Newcastle 8. What? 8-0. 8. Nil. eight. Wow, wow, I didn't know that one. Now, um, our next game is, of course, next Saturday at home at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Liverpool. Darren, what have you made of Liverpool so far this season? What do you think Ange Postecoglou will change, if anything? Obviously, uh, we're waiting for the news on Brennan Johnson. Um, but do you think Ange Postecoglou will make any changes if he needs to? And uh, how do you think we're set up? I think we, depending on Johnson, we'll probably set up with pretty much the same eleven. If Johnson's fit, I reckon he'll start him. Um, if he's not, I think he will put Solomon in there and start Solomon, and that will be the eleven. In terms of Richarlison, I do feel that his time will come. And I think, funny, Richard, you made an interesting point about us not playing always to Richarlison's strengths. Perisic injury is a massive blow to Richarlison. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge blow to Richie. Because of our wingers, or as our wide attackers, he is the one who instinctively wants to play the cross. Richarlison will always make the run for the, to, for the header, but Perisic is the one who plays that pass. The others have got to learn to do that. And I think that's the side of his game that we're not really utilising. I think Liverpool, I, I said this, I think I said, me and Ricky have had chats about this. These two games were what I said was Angeball's test. Yeah. To see where the players were at with Angeball. Because Liverpool are going to press as well. Liverpool are good with the ball like Arsenal have been. They're going to move us around. They're going to put... Different players are going to find different problems that they're going to have to overcome. And it's going to be a great test for us. 
And I don't know which way it's going to go. I, after today's performance, I'm very excited about the prospects of this game now because I'm seeing that what the fears I would have had about us being pressed early, we overcame it, we learned from it, we're going to have to learn again. But the boys are saying to the fans, we're up for the fight, we're here for it, and we're going to keep going for the win. We're not willing to settle, we're going to go for the win. We're going for three points every time we're on the pitch. So that's exciting. And yeah, Liverpool have Liverpool been a little bit inconsistent at times. It's like they wake up during games. They don't start well, they're kind of in a bit of a daisy, sleepy, dreamy state, and then they kick on. Let them do that against us would be great. Let us capitalise in that moment, be free up, and then hold them off. That would be great. Let's see. Darren, they, have, they haven't been inconsistent in terms of results in the Premier League so far. No, not at all. If that performance starting, they start like they're asleep, and then they just start, then they obliterate teams once they kick in. Because Liverpool are a great side. Let's, let's say this, this is a tricky time for us because we're really testing where we're at against teams like Liverpool, against teams like Arsenal, because they're the ones who are playing the football that is literally a direct a direct clash with what we do. They're going to press our, our, our defenders early doors. They're not going to get the space and time on the ball. They're going to try and isolate people like Madison and get him out of the game as quickly as they can. They're going to want Saar to have the ball as much as they can to press him. It's, it, and just got to work that out. So it's going to be a game where I'm going to be positive going into it, but I'm excited about seeing the development of our team. That's what I'm looking forward to. Rich, let's come to you. Um, of course, Liverpool are sat in second at the moment. They've played six, they've won five, they've drawn one. They've got 16 points. There's only four teams in the Premier League that are um, undefeated so far. Manchester City, Liverpool, Tottenham and Arsenal. Um, everyone's been talking about these two games, Arsenal and Liverpool for Spurs. And then we'll see where Spurs are at. If we win at the Spurs Stadium next week or even draw the game and it's, it's an entertaining game with a good performance like today, does it mean that all the pundits and everyone will start talking about Tottenham? I think um, it's, it's a nice place to be when you've not got that pressure as, as a team, I think, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's that that's important for the team to be, uh, not, I don't, not realistic, more, um, more kind of understand that we're at the start of this transition. So the transition is, is very fresh and new and, um, I think as a as a team, it, the evolutions um, is going to happen over time, and I think now I think now pundits are looking at the strengths of the team, and maybe that we are one or two players light of actually being able to like challenge for things and really push up the table. I I believe that we've got a, a great foundation. We've still got some room to improve, and 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 to build on that base of 11 players um, and depending what, what plans the manager's got in January is that going to build on, on what we've already got hopefully um, we've got some important games that are coming up and I, and I think it will really shape the rest of our season and how how other, other pundits and fans actually see how dangerous we are to play I think um, what, we, what we've identified as well now is that we can play away from home and at home and be very consistent with performances where last season we weren't at all um and we weren't consistent at home or away um which was which was really frustrating for obviously the paying public the fans but also the players the players were saying one thing 
we feel like we should be in the top four, but then they're eight. And I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. the messages that we're getting from the manager were like, oh, this is where you should be. And then the performance really, where now what I'm feeling is that everybody kind of knows, knows that we, we, we're a good team. We, we should be feared when yeah. we play them. And um, the possibility, but for me, I, I, I feel now that after watching the first six games, I'm starting to kind of put a picture in my head of how good Spurs can be this year. And and for me, realistically, we, we should be kind of looking towards those Champions League spots for sure. Well, when you see performances like today, when you consider Arsenal are going to be type of contenders, yeah. Liverpool next week, Luton away, then Fulham at home, Crystal Palace away, and then Pochettino comes back with Chelsea to the Tottenham Hotspur wow. Stadium. You know, when you think about those fixtures... It looks like Spurs should be picking up quite a few points in those games. Mate, Pochettino might not be a manager at that point, I tell you. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, very true, very true. Ricky, what are you feeling ahead of this uh, Liverpool game? Are you excited? I know you're getting carried away. When I read those fixtures out, Mm. you think we're going to get points in all all, all of those games? Of course, of course. I'm always going to back my boys. And... And and this is it. You, you know what? Liverpool's such a tricky side, man. It is it, even when we're supposed to win, we don't. You know what I mean? There's always they get a drawback, or there's there's such a dodgy side to play. But the, the the one thing that these first six games have given me is to 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 see how they're playing without fear. And we're going to go up against Liverpool without any fear, with, with our home fans uh, behind us, with the stadium rocking. With them getting a point today in the way that we got that point today, I think that's all going to galvanise us. Like you said there, Chris, when you was coming out of the Emirates today, a lot of the Guna fans were quiet. They were subdued because of their arrogance and because they believed that they already won the game before the game started. They believed that they were going to be 3-0 up within the first 15 minutes and going to obliterate us. But that did not happen. Like like we've all said uh, during this, this podcast is that these boys you know they're going out there without any fear they're going to continue to play this way and I think that that is that gives me confidence going in up against Liverpool you know uh, that we're going to continue to play our play our game it's going to be a tough game it always is against Liverpool always is there's always something dodgy that happens against Liverpool but you know what I go in with all the confidence I go in with the jubilation of these past six games not just today uh, I go in with with the knowledge that we are continually continue we're continuing to build week in week out um, on these performances. We recognise our mistakes, we work on them, and we try and put them to bed. Do you know what I mean? They're all lessons in life right now, lessons in football of what to do and what not to do. And these boys are going to continue to progress that way. So as long as we continue, which I have I'm unwavering uh, belief in that we're going to continue to play this way without any fear. We're going to continue to play the risky balls. We're going to continue to to drive this team forward. And we're going to continue to rely on each one of our teammates. There ain't going to be one main man that, that Liverpool got to worry about. They're going to have to worry about three, four, five and six players that they're going to, they're going to have to worry about a lot of us, uh, our, our players, rather than we worry about them as per usual. So that gives me confidence going into that game. And I, I, I think it's going to be a positive result, honestly. Let's get score predictions. Ricky, what are you going to go with? I'm going 2-1 Spurs. Darren? I want to draw. I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Okay. Richard? 
Yeah, I'm going to go two one as well. Spurs. Come on. Yeah, I, I think I think we can. I think we can. I think I, I don't know. I, I feel that momentum. I feel the energy. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think away from home as well. There were different. Like Dan was just saying, they're quite slow at the start of the games, and like like today, I think the one we beat we beat uh, West Ham in there. Is it three one? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think they conceded first. So yeah, I think we we score first and we we uh, win two one. I tell you what, the, the Man United game and the Sheffield United game, both at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the atmosphere has been incredible, and long may that continue because it does certainly help those players. Darren, I want to end the show with you because uh, I've spoken at length with Richard and Ricky already about Ange Postecoglou. Just want to give a little bit of love to our manager. The way that um, he won us that game last week, um, of course, Richarlison came on a sub, uh, turned out to be a super sub, getting a goal, getting an assist. He was so calm during all the players celebrating, everyone running down, celebrating. He just remained really, really calm. Um, he hasn't lost a home game in 50 matches, which, of course, will put a lot of confidence into us as being Spurs fans whenever we play at home. Um, talk to me about this manager of ours and, and talk to me about how you feel about him after just six games in charge. After six games in charge, I am thoroughly impressed. I've got a few friends who were Celtic fans who gave me a lot of talk before going, Dow, you've got an absolute winner here. Dow, this guy's phenomenal. Trust me, as a fan, you're going to love him. And that's what they all kept saying. As a fan, you're going to love him. I love his honesty. I love the way in which he has given the players confidence. I love the fact that he's given fans optimism. I love the fact that he single-handedly has taken our club and given it the biggest hug and the biggest energy boost and gone, this is what we're going to do. We're all going to do it together. And if it doesn't work, I'm responsible. It's all on me. And that's that's so important as a player, as a human being, to feel that someone trusts you, wants you to succeed and do well. And as a fan base, he's saying, don't you dare not celebrate. Don't you dare not be excited. Do it. Dream. Think big. Do what Chris Cowling keeps asking us every week. Be excited. Get carried away. Allow yourself to think it. Be Espresso Norwood. Be Champagne Norwood. Be whichever version. Oi, Chris has got lights. I thought he was getting top boy on us. He's shooting a video now. It's Stormzy. What's going on? Central City of the building. It's metal. If you're watching it, you've got, you got luminous. So with all of that happening and with all of that energy around Spurs right now, it's all Ange right now. And I'm, I'm very happy that we did the due diligence of a recruitment. And I'm going to look at Daniel Levy and go, I have to give you a, a well done because there was a lot of options being media put to us. Let's remember that. Media put a lot of options to us. They looked at only a few candidates in person and Ant was one of them. And what you can see what kind of presentation he did, the way in which he would have sold himself because that's what he did. He sold himself to Spurs. This is what I am. This is who I am. And we have gone, thank you. We embrace it. And with the recruitment, with the team effort, it's it's a really exciting time to be a Spurs fan right now because we've been through a lot and we've learned and we're developing and we're growing. And this is a great point. If you're young, this is a great point to join Spurs and enjoy this journey because you've got a lot to go forward with. If you're a little bit older like some of us, it's it's reminiscent of some of the good days we've had before. And if it continues the way it's going, as Ricky said, there's no cap, there's no bottom. Let's see what Spurs can do. I put zero pressure on this season and do your thing. 
right now you're making a lot of people very very happy and thank you for that can i please end this podcast by asking all of you at the moment where you think we will end up at the end of the season in terms of league position i know richard loves this question i love it it's my favorite that's why i'll go i'll go last then thanks oh mate all right i'll go i'll go first and I'll yeah you go first now I'll go first. When we started the season, I put nothing as a um, as a place. I wasn't even going to do it. I said, I'm not putting any pressure on our manager. And this yeah. is a pressure. This is me going, if, we're, if we can continue this and everyone else continues to play the way they are, we can get fifth. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going for fifth. It's there for us to take. If we continue in this vein, fifth is very much there for us to take. Ricky, what are you going with? I'm going to go with better than last year. Can I say that? And get no, away you with can't because that's not a position. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with you. That'd be our answer. <laughs> oh, better, better than last year. I reckon we're going to get into European spots. But uh, you know what? I, like I said, there's no ceilings, no floors. That's why I don't want to put a number on it. That, a bit like Darren, like kind of not putting the pressure on the manager or the team right now. I'm just excited to see how far we can go. Rather yeah. than capping it, capping it off at a fourth or a fifth, or even like a Europe, Europa place or whatever. I just want to see how far we can go. And I think we're going to be the surprise package of this season. I, I think we're going to be the danger men of this season. I think people are going to not going to want to play up against, uh, come up against us. And um, it, it's going to be an exciting season. So as long as we get better than last year, I'm going to be a happy guy. And within those European spots, it, who, listen, who knows? Who bloody well knows? You know, uh, the, the Gooners came as a surprise package last season. And they finished high up and they had a little bit of a title challenge. Who knows what Big Edge is going to bring to the table? But I just, I feel it in my bones that we're, we're, we're going to go for something special this year. Rick, Richard, now, does it look now that Chris is in top boy right now? <laughs> it does. It's like, oh, he's in Somerset House right now. Yeah, if you're not watching it, just go to 1 minute 54 on YouTube. Chris Cowling right now is in Top Boy. I don't want him to pick the hood up. That's all I want him to do. And just go, call the shade. That's all I need. There it is. There it is. Love it. Rich, what are you going with? I was going to try and deflect the question there. But. It's your favourite question. Yeah, no, fourth. That's it, shall we? Fourth. That's it, fourth. Um, yeah, I think we're... Um, it also also depends on a little bit of recruitment in January. Um, I think we need to we need to recruit because it's going to be... Even though we're not in those European games, um, I think we've still got some tough... Yeah, through... That running's going to be tough, obviously. We know the running's going to be tough towards the end of the season. Through Christmas, New Year... Um, and obviously, some of the players are going away to play tournaments. Uh, we need to have a little bit of recruitment, but I think you know, fourth. Well, Richard, yeah, th- thank you, thank you so much for joining me this evening for this wonderful podcast, along with Darren. Uh, where can people find you and what you're up to at the moment? Yeah, it's training for New York Marathon on the fifth of November. Um, and yeah, cheers, guys! Thanks for your support as always. Um, yeah. Uh, just enjoying the, the the journey of obviously like the rest of us. I think it is definitely a good time to be a Spurs fan and optimism. And I'm definitely going to be at the, uh, the stadium a lot more this season. Um, so look out for me there for sure. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time, Darren. Thank you so much for your time as well. Where can people find you and uh, what advert should we be looking out for? 
Always a pleasure being on. You know that. Always a pleasure. Um, what's I think I've got a BP one out right now, and to go with the others that are out, I'm sure there's a Domino's one coming out soon. <laughs> just, just know I'm out there selling something for you right now. I'm are you out selling, there selling any something. Coffee? Are you selling any coffee? You know what? Oh, I'm come waiting. on! I, I, all I need is one of the. I need. I need the, the hat and oh. the board and the, for that fancy brand. You know that fancy oh. brand where I've got. I'm out in the Caribbean. And I'm filming for you. Uh, do me, I, I need to be that man. I need to be the yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But always a pleasure being on. Always a pleasure joining you guys and Spurs fans. Love you, family. Let's keep let's keep the optimism up. Let's keep supporting the team. It will get bumpy, but let's keep supporting them. Let's keep the highs. Keep highs. Keep happy. Darren, I love your positivity. Thank you so much for your time. And Ricky, thank you so much as always. You always bring a smile to this podcast always bring so many comments to this podcast as well with your things that you do um what are you up to at the moment and where can people find you oh i've got to say always an honor always a pleasure being on and especially after a game like today and with the panel that we've had on today absolutely fantastic gotta send a big shout out to every single fan watching right now every single fan listening all around the world your support for the chris cowlin channel has been immense and and just uh, just just getting your love you know what i mean is a beautiful thing so thank you for all your comments thank you for all your support especially for the big man right there and um yeah i've got a big announcement coming up real real soon i can't say anything right now but uh yeah you're, there, you're gonna leave well, I can't, I can't. I mean, I can tell you that 4th of October will be the day that things will be revealed, but um, which ain't too far away. But um, yeah, I've got something nice coming up and it's going to be a massive challenge and I'm going to have to take all of the lessons that I've learned from Big Ange into this new project. So um, I will let you know as soon as I can let you know. But um, I, listen, always an honour, always a pleasure being on. I can't wait to be on the next one. Let's have it. Let's keep building. Let's keep pushing forward and come on you Spurs all day long. Well, thank you so much, Ricky. And as Ricky said, thank you so much for all of your support on this channel. If you don't subscribe on YouTube, please do hit the subscribe button, like, share and comment below. Let us know your thoughts on the game today and, of course, your score predictions on the Liverpool game. And hopefully we will be celebrating three points at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium next Saturday mm. as Spurs take on Liverpool. Thanks so much, everyone, and uh, we will see you again soon. Come on, you Spurs. Come on! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.